know. It's like getting lost in like another world, world, same way as any other show. Right. And it's like, I don't know, the moves are cool. Right. And there's just something entertaining about seeing the dude get hit by a chair and getting thrown through a table. Even if the it's so ridiculous that it's funny. That's why I love it. It's so ridiculous. It's I mean, it, I someone said that uh, Vince McMahon is uh, this generation's P.T. Barnum with his traveling circus, you know? Yeah. And it's kind of true. It's like the same thing. I think for me, what I never understood was like Vince McMahon's role. Like I get that he owns it. And I get that he's in charge of like the outcomes. So think of him as like the the, the, the the director of the play. Yeah. And like any decision, any sort of talent, any sort of like everything goes through him. So if you want this guy to be like like if you were saying as a writer, because they have writers. <laughs> yeah. I know if, Freddie Prince Jr. was a writer. Right, right. So like if you which I didn't find that out until like a week ago. Was like if you want this guy to be the top of the top, like you want him to be headlining WrestleMania or the pay-per-view, you got to go to Vince and, and pitch it to him. You're like, hey, this is why I think this guy can do it. And then, like, once Vince has to okay everything, and it's like, he's just like, he's just, everything, any decision, like how the ring looks, how everything looks, goes through Vince McMahon. Right. But I think it's like... And he's also a character in the show, too, which is weird to me. It's like, I just wonder, like, why people find it attractive or find the show uh, entertaining when the outcome is something that's based on a decision by some guy instead of, like, based on, like, the physical capability of the wrestler. Well, you know what well, I mean? Well, um... It's like... It's like the same as watching the movie. It's like the... Yeah, I guess. Because it's based on one guy's decision to write it. Right. But it's, I see your point, too, because there's a new wrestling company that's doing the opposite, which is they're kind of letting the wrestlers wrestle. And yeah. Wins, and they're actually showing, like, a record, trying to make it, like, a sport. Yeah. But it's like... I don't know. It's hard to explain. Right. Wrestling's such a hard thing because it's, it's sports, but it's not a sport. Right. If if anything, it reminds me of like medieval times. Yeah. You know, it's a little bit more like like it's a performance art that's live. It's all decided. It's like a play essentially. You're you're watching a play that is somehow in the middle of an arena with you know people screaming obscenities and just you know it's like I think the fandom for me. I'm one of those kind of people that, like, I can't do what everyone else is doing. I have to go and veer off and be like, all right, what's going on? Like, I have to always stand on the outside and go, like, why is everyone yelling and screaming at that insane thing? You know, and I try to, like, add it up. Like, if you go to – it's the same thing with, I think, any sports. That's why I think wrestling has opened my mind to, like, how maybe sports are being run now. Right. Because it's like it almost feels like everything's scripted. Yeah. Because you go to a game, and it's the same feeling you go to a wrestling match. Like, a wrestling match, everyone's screaming. Everyone's chanting. Everyone's doing like these weird little like right. nuances. They're th- yeah, they're throwing things in the audience. Right, and, and yeah. like when you go to a sports game, it's kind of the same thing. Like, like they have the same kind of chance, the same kind of like right idea, and that's why I'm like sometimes like the drama of a sports game. I'm like, this seems a little bit written. Like this, like like a team was down three touchdowns, and all of a sudden they come back in the last seven. It's like yeah, it could be talented. But something always tells me like, what if the NFL or the NBA or MLB is telling like the reps. Right. So it's like, all like it's a little dramatic and like Yeah. It's all decided. We're all figuring out which city bid for the best, you know, contract this year. So, you know what, they deserve the championship because it's gonna stimulate their economy and you know, I owe this guy a favor. So yeah. you know, it's all it's all just, you know, it's it's like on the waterfront. You know, oh, right, right, right. you know, Marlon Brando, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, Marlon Brando. It's like, you know, his brother tells him to take the fall, and like, and yeah. he does, yeah, does and he? it, 
I ah uh, shit, man, I haven't seen that movie yeah. in years. I think he doesn't, and he and he ends up getting beat up or something. Oh, that's right, yeah. he doesn't because the yeah. whole rant he does at the end. Yeah, of the movie, right? I could have been somebody. Could have been a contender. I could have been a contender. Um, no, I think wrestling. I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's funny because not everybody makes fun of me. Everyone makes fun of me in my family because I watch it still. But I'm I mean, like, I mean, what's the difference between that and the UFC, really? Besides, obviously, the physical aspect. And right. I'm like, UFC is the same because Dana White does the same thing where he's the president. He decides what matches are okay. He decides who's the number one contender. Like, there's no actual ranking. Is like, that boxing. Fucking... Like boxing, there's a whole committee right. that comes up with who's the seed and who comes up and who's the next one up. Like in UFC, literally, if you're the champion and you're like this fight, who's number four? He's ranked four. Like this is a good fight right now. Like Dan, I was like, okay, we're going with that one. Right. Even though there's a guy that just fought his way to number two or number one and he can't get the fight. Right. So I was like, what's the real difference between the two? Right. That's funny because that's like those are the two people Trump picked to help stimulate the economy. <laughs> right. Like, like yeah, I want dictators. You know, much. like I want people that you know put themselves in a position where they can't be questioned. Right. You know, then maybe there's some, like in their fans, think yeah. of the fans of Dana White and Vince McMahon. Yeah. They're just unabiding. They'll just, they're all, they're not critical. No. You know, like the whole thing, Dana White's announcing and then Vince McMahon did like WrestleMania still went on. Right. And it's like, now Dana White's going to put on a whole UFC card. I'm like, that's like irresponsible in a way. Yeah. Cause I'm like, you're basically saying like, oh, everyone else could stay inside, but not me because my company's worth it. And it's like, we have to put our employees at risk now. Right. I don't know. I don't understand that because it's like you're you're shutting down movie theaters. You're shutting down pretty much everything in entertainment, but you're saying "fuck you." I'm doing what I want because I'm friends with the president. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, I mean, I think everything should just be shut down. Don't get me wrong. I love UFC and I love wrestling and like WrestleMania, but I'm like, it's not the time. Right. It's not the time. Right. There's clearly a. It's like one of those things. It's like no. Nobody wants this, right? Nobody's saying like, "Oh yeah." Like, this is great. Shut everything down. No, no one makes money. No one goes out. Like nobody, nobody's saying like, this is a good thing. It's literally what we have to do. Mm. Like it is the, the only way we're going to, according to everyone that's a scientist and doctor and, you know, the, the experts, that's the only way we're going to curb this thing. And it just seems like there's so much resistance to it because everyone's used to making money and knowing. I think if uh, I think if a lot of people just were open to seeing why we have to bend the curb right. and everything. I everyone think. should watch a documentary right. on the Spanish flu. I feel like we should, you know, I like, remember like those in nationally where, Hey, remember, uh, or they still do it on TV, like the national emergency, when like you're watching TV. I don't know where like the the rainbow colors come up, and it's like this is a national emergency. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They should do that, but instead of airing that, they should just air like COVID patients, right? And then like that are comfortable being on camera, of course, but like whatever the case, just showing and be like, hey guys, this is what's actually going on right now, right? Like this is what's happening yeah. on the front lines that you're not seeing. Right. You need a president that's willing to do that. Cause that's who has access to those channels or yeah. the, the state government right. or whatever, you know? And it's like, I don't think like these protests piss me off. Cause I'm like, you're complaining that the media is lying to you, but you're going off a president that's been lying to you. Right. So it's like, it doesn't make any sense what you're protesting. You're saying right. you want to reopen something that can't be reopened. Right. 
don't get it. I don't know. And there's so many people that like are getting their information from other people that think that they know. It's hearsay. It's all hearsay. Like they're like, I heard from this person. Right. Well, I was talking to this guy the other day that was telling me that like, um, the, the numbers for COVID deaths are inflated because basically hospitals are, are coding anybody that's dying right now as a COVID patient because they get more money. So I had a, I have a friend that works in coding. That's her job. She makes a lot of money and is went to school for it. Like it's a, it's a hard job to do is hospital coding is when you work in the billing department and you're basically taking what the doctor did on all the charts and everything, punching it into a computer and that spits out what the insurance company's paying, what the patient's paying. You know, it all gets split up between Medicaid. So, like, their job's really important because they're making sure that every little procedure that is being done at the hospital is being tracked and logged because, one, it's needed for statistics and, and CDC guidelines. And, two, it's like that's how the money comes in. So I asked her what this – I sent her the screenshot of what this guy said – and she's like, tell your friend he's a fucking idiot. Like, we are following CDC guidelines. We have strict rules of what we can and can't code. If we were to code people that died of a heart attack or something else and label that as a complication of COVID, like, we can't, uh, like, we can get audited and, and be in a lot of trouble. Like, she's like, we'd lose our jobs immediately. Like, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of, um, oversight in her in her job i mean the insurance companies alone are the ones that would have to pay these things out like it would just be a nightmare so she's like tell your friend brad to go shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) fuck you brad (laughs) i don't know i no like i don't know like this whole thing going on i'm like i just want if it means like if things going back to like as they say normal right it's just staying at home i mean like yeah but I mean, even I will have to say after a certain point, even I might start questioning. I mean, everything, everyone should start questioning. Right. You shouldn't just take what people say to you like hundred percent. Right. Right. But like, even I, like I'll say like, if this thing gets extended till June, even I'm going to be like, all right, this is getting a little weird here. Like ridiculous. Like I think the you're, same. you're asking people to pretty much like pause their lives for another month or so. Right. And it's like, people got to go. People got to live their lives too. Like you can't just expect people to stay inside. Right. What's go- What's going to be left to save if we don't you know, start saving stuff now. Which I had a dream last night, which I don't like talking about dreams because they're, I mean, like, fucking dreams, but, like, I had a dream that, like, we were on the whole government lockdown yeah, and legit couldn't leave and it scared the fuck out of me because it's like, could you imagine not, I mean, like, when we went to the store, like, you can't go in the store without a mask. Right. That could be just where it starts. Right. It could be like, where's your ID? You can't walk in without an ID and a mask. And it's like, right. who knows where it goes. Where's your antibody medical chip? Right. Yeah. you need to show me your medical history or like maybe they have access to it and they're like already determining like who's worthy and who's not. Right. Well, that's what Bill Gates wants to do, right? He wants to give everyone a chip that has an up-to-date information of what. I don't know if I feel comfortable. I see. It's like, it's one of those things where I, I kind of, I kind of sit in the middle. But it would be coming handy. Like if you're dating a girl or a guy and then it's like, oh, I can see in his medical history he has HIV. I'm <laughs> Like, you know, or like, right. he's got, or he's got some sort of STD. Right. Like, maybe that might come in. But, like, I don't think that's the thing is, like, you would go on the first date with this person, and, like, you both get scanned to go in the restaurant, and yours is green and hers is red, and you're like, oh, fuck. But, you like, know, like, that might come, I don't know. It's going to be like Gattaca. It's going to be like, it'll create two separate classes of society. It'll be the people that are fucking 
disease ridden and didn't take care of themselves or, you know, were sexually promiscuous and whatever. And all the people that, you know, are healthy and, you know, can afford great health care. So they have all the vaccines and everything that they've ever can dream of. Like they'll be the people that are like living in Elysium, you know, like <laughs> we're, we're, we're stuck on earth poor and then they had to create a whole new planet. Yeah. Or not, or just even, you know, they're in See, Aspen. Like, I don't know, man. Like, that just sounds like a plot to a movie. Like that's it how does. It, it <laughs> like, does. Like let's just put chips in everyone and see where it goes. And then it's like the start of a movie. And then it's like twenty years later. It's like everyone gets chips. And- it's always been theorized that like the Mark of the Beast and Revelations was a chip in our, you know, that yeah. was going to allow us. Whether it, it was always hypothesized. Wow. English hypothesized that um, it would be currency like you can't buy anything unless there's chips implanted to you and as your credit score and your bank account and everything's linked to it and like you know you would just go to the store and wave your hand over a thing and then you purchased all this stuff like and it would be really cool and convenient and nobody can steal your money like that's the that those are all the the pros right the cons are you know it's stuck to you you might they might shut your access off if you're buying on a bill like let's say you owe credit card companies money they can just be like you know what we're suspending your account. Good luck doing anything. And then you go out and you can't ride the bus. You can't, you know, get on an airplane. You can't use the gas station. You can't, you know, you can't buy the thing you need to start your next job. You know what I mean? It's like you get. I mean, it makes sense going that way because yeah. I feel after this, a lot of people are going to feel weird about touching things. More so than before. Not only, yeah, not only touching things. I think people are going to feel weird about like just so many other norms in general. I mean, like, I, I do believe money's going to go away. It should. Cash is just going to straight away. Cash should have gone and, away. I mean. And honestly, I, I mean, I'm right there with him. Like, I think cash should have gone away a long time ago. Yeah. I don't carry cash on me. I'm not going to lie. The only time I carry cash on me was when I want to buy drugs. <laughs> but even then, you don't need it anymore. Not only that, yeah. I mean, not it's just, only. It's so much easier. Like, going to an ATM. Giving. It, it's like a, it's a, it's an antiquated thing. However, if the grid went down, we'd be screwed. Right. Yeah. How do you how do you even access the you might be a millionaire, right? Like let's say right now you had a million dollars in your bank account, but then the power grid goes down. See, that's why What do you do? That's why these fucking scientists need to come up with something that doesn't run on machine electricity. Like run on run on its own. Right. Like you would think like for something like that to work, they would need Something that's self-sufficient, like that. Uh, like if the grid goes down, like a bad, like it can't be like a bad thunderstorm or tornado comes in, fucks up the. Well, that's why the 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 grid, and then it's like all of America's economy is down like that. I think Bitcoin works that way. I think so too. Yeah, because it's like it runs on itself, doesn't it? Right, and there are devices that can track and log Bitcoin with minimal power, meaning like a watch bet. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it doesn't need. Um, yeah and it would just be you know it just creates a record of blockchain record and everyone can see it and it's like yep these are all the transactions that went through today you know like there was a movie where they used time as currency with justin timberlake and they missed a great opportunity to to call that movie just in time Wasn't his mom in that movie like Olivia Wilde? Yeah, yeah. I never, nobody ages. Yeah, I never watched that movie. It's actually well, I always like the concept. I mean, the movie itself is like, eh. Right. I don't think Justin Timberlake's a good actor personally, but this is me. Right. But he's just in good movies with good 
directors and writers. But he's, he, he's got screen presence, right? He yeah. can he can be in a movie and people are gonna go see it anyway. Like it doesn't I mean, matter. He's got charisma. Yeah, he's got that stage charisma. He's, he's got, got friggin'. He was born with like a hundred points of charisma in his yeah. in his status belt. Like, oh yeah. He he just came out of the womb with like it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be me like no, it, like I don't know Justin Timberlake I don't know he I saw him live once and I could say on par with what I've ever heard about people talking about seeing Michael Jackson live is that that's probably the closest thing that we've ever had to Michael Jackson. Well, talk about an ego boost for him. Well, for them, I'm saying that is because it's someone that's seen him live, right? Like dance-wise, performance-wise? All of like, it. All, all of it, it right? So showmanship. I would say showmanship, talent. That's insane, right? He can sing. What? He was in NSYNC? He was in NSYNC, yeah. But I saw him when he was solo. He was in Backstreet Boys. Was no. No. That was Brian Howie, Nick, AJ, and... Um, wow. Kevin. That was your generation, so you would have known it was one of those things where it's like if you didn't know who was in the, the boy bands, like you were just an idiot. Who was in that uh, 98 Degrees? I didn't know that. I just know Nicholas Shea. That's it. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I just yeah. know 98 Degrees because uh, my sister had a... They were like... 98 Degrees came out probably like a year or two after, you know, like the boy bands came out. And it was like... They put out one or two albums. They're like the RC Cola boy yeah, bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was totally... <laughs> and there were four of them. So it was like... It's like you got your Coke, you got your Pepsi, and then you got RC. Yeah. It's like, uh, right. <laughs> you know. And no, then, well, before we go on a tangent, though, in time, the concept of it was great. Yeah. Because, um, so you work to get more time. So, like, mi- minim- like, minimum wage was, like, two days. Right. But you got these people who are rich, and they get it, like, I think it was, like, 10 years. Right. Or, like, 20 years at a time. And it's, like, these people are rich because they could afford to live. Right. But it's, like, the people who can't afford to live, they live day by day. And, like, the metaphor behind it and, like, the imagery, I was like, oh, shit, like, that's kind of what's going on now with people who work every day and the rich don't. Like, they do work, but yet, like, they got they can live in excess. And, like, uh, Justin Timberlake's character has infinite time. He has all the time in the world, so he spends it however he wants. But doesn't he, like, get it taken away or something? No, it, it, it kind of gets convoluted, and honestly, it goes over the top with what it, he does with it. Yeah. And that's where the movie lost me, but the concept was great. And I was like, holy shit, like, this is a good idea. And it's, you know who made it is the same guy who made Gattaca. So I was like, this, I remember watching it, I'm like, that reminds me of Gattaca. And then it was like, oh, it's the same fucking guy. Right. <laughs> the Truman Show. But, uh, yeah, just to him, like, man, I don't know. Gattaca was great. Gattaca you saw, was great. Did you see Gattaca? I saw it in high school for the first time. Yeah. When we were, I was in my biology class and we were learning about DNA. Yeah. And we watched it. And I remember loving it and we watched it again. Right. And that's when I developed my crush uh, for Roma Thurman. Because hmm. I was like, she's really hot in that movie. I don't know why. I can't explain it. I don't know if I want to explain it. But Uma Thurman and me is really attractive. Yeah, I never really thought of Uma Thurman as super attractive. Like, I've, I mean, I can see her and go, oh, yeah, she's she's in great shape and has great features and stuff like that. But, like, for me, she had never been, like, a person that I was like, oh, I need to see this movie. Except for Poison Ivy and she Batman and Robin. Man, I'm like, she looks great in that movie too. Um, oh, the movie itself is garbage, but I mean, she looks yeah, great. yeah, yeah. I think you can almost would you consider that like a cult classic now? Batman and Robin. Yeah. Just given how how notoriously bad it is. Now. I don't know. I wouldn't watch that for fun. Yeah, I'm. You know, you might get. You know, if you get high, I mean, if you get high enough, 
Well, if you do get high enough or you get me high enough, I'll sit there and I'll watch the movie. I think the most ridiculous thing about it yeah, is all the is all the co puns, you know, that oh, Arnold know. Schwarzenegger. It's great though. It's like and Schwarzenegger's broken ass English. I mean, come on, man. Broken ass English. But like, it's it's like, very. So like, I hate Batman Forever because it's not even fun. See, I love Batman Forever. It's not even fun. Like Tommy Lee Jones goes over the top, which is great. Right. And so does Jim Carrey. That's who he, what he right. was doing at that time. But I'm just like Val Kilmer's Batman is just boring to me. It's just kind of boring. And I feel like George Clooney's Batman. It's boring, but he you can tell he was just like not taking it serious at all. Right. <laughs> that's what makes it great. I remember prior to Batman Begins, I always made the association that Val Kilmer was the better Batman, but um, George Clooney was the better Bruce Wayne. In terms of those two movies? Or yeah, and just in those two movies. Like, up until that, like, before Batman Begins it, came out. It's because George Clooney is pretty much Bruce Wayne. Right, well, at right. At least at that time. Right, at that point in time in his life, yeah. like besides actually going out and being Batman at night, he was Bruce Wayne. Like he was, I mean, he, he's, he was like the most philanthropist person. Like even now he owns like a tequila company. Well, he sold it and made it for like a billion dollars. But I mean, he's, he was always in the news as being like somebody that was was generous. But then like during like, uh, where, where did he go? He, he went and did like um, journalism, like during one of the wars or something. Yeah. Like he was on the ground and doing, you know, journal. He went to like Haiti during the earthquake. He's like, yeah, and he was in Africa, I think, during like during a genocide or something like that. Like he was trying to r- raise awareness for for that kind of stuff. And then he was. That's what it did. He was using money that he got from like a coffee commercial to fund satellites over africa for this warning system so like there was this warlord that was going around africa like killing people and he basically set up a a a surveillance system with satellites that created a warning system so everyone in this town would get a cell phone thing like hey warlord's coming through get out of there Mm -hmm. so they would you know get out of dodge and he created that and i was like man that's a fucking bruce wayne move like i think like it's funny because you never hear his name come up with like best bruce wayne's they always say Michael Keaton, but even I think Michael yeah. Keaton is like maybe. Top there was three. one thing that I think ruined that that just didn't sit well with a lot of people, and that was the nipples on the. Uh... Well, that was Batman Forever. Yeah, oh, both of them. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Right. It just became hokey. Like, like <laughs> the Joel Schumacher era just became like you had <laughs> Tim Burton, who for I thought Batman Returns was really good. I, I thought of, I thought. I watched that one pretty recently and I remember watching it going like, wow, the world building was pretty good. The acting was really good. Like the, the drama and suspense was really good. Like it was, you had Christopher fucking walking in it. Like it was great, you know? And then Tim Burton doesn't come back for the third one. And you're like, Oh fuck. All right. Let's give Joel Schumacher a chance. And then the direction that Batman forever went was pretty good. I liked it when it aired, like when it came out. I remember thinking like, all right, good damn movie. You know what I mean? Like the way that that movie was start to finish was so typically relevant for that, for like a 90s movie and being a Batman movie. You know what I mean? Like it was like, it was what you expected of a Batman movie in the 90s. And then once the 2000s happened i think everyone kind of and batman went on a nice on a much needed hiatus right 
And right. I think we're hitting that point right now. Because, uh, I mean, Robert Pattinson is Batman. I'm, I'm, of course, I'm going to watch it. Right. But we've had three Batmans. At least cast it in this. Decade. Same with Spider Man, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, you gotta give it time, man. Like, right. You can't just be like, put right. Batman, Batman, Batman. People are gonna get tired of it. Right. Like, Affleck was great. I liked him. I don't know why people hated him so much. I know. I he was perfect. I br- like For like an older Batman? Right. I was like, that's perfect. Right. Like, and even as a Bruce Wayne, right. he's great as a Bruce Wayne. He's got the chin, you know? Like, yeah, he does. Like, and it's, he does, like, it's funny because when they cast it, I'm like, how's he gonna play Batman? And then. I remember reading about how he's based on the Dark Knight Returns, which is an older Batman. Yeah. And all that's perfect. Like, right. He can't play a young man anymore, but he could play himself as an older man. Right. And it's perfect. Right. Which I'm like, Robert, can I go back to young Batman? I'm just kind of like. Here we go again. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. want to do that again. Yeah. And I think that's funny about. Man, real diverging here. Jump the track over to um, what was Into the Spider Verse. Oh, yeah. So then it's like. Yeah. Like the way that they set up, like the origin story is like, all right, we've known you've seen this four <laughs> times, so in the, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like we know you've seen Tobey Maguire, you know you've seen Andrew Garfield, and we know you've seen Tom Holland go through this, and now it's like one more time. Like, it's like, all right, we get that you we've put you through this enough, but we're gonna do it one more time to right. tell you another great story. You I know? did appreciate though how they introduced Spider-Man into uh, the MCU. Mm-hmm. Where they did also kind of do that, where they're like, you already know, right, where right. It started and it's like, yeah, you, you they introduced Spider Man already, kind of, right. Spider Man. Like, it's like, like we passed by the whole like him discovering his powers and him right. he wanted to do it for good. Like we're already past that. We're already in like him doing that. It's like, yeah, I don't need to see Bruce Wayne's parents die again. I don't want to see him die again, man. Like, I don't need to see. Bruce, <laughs> I don't need to see Uncle Ben die again. And I was like, if you're gonna, yeah, that's what the movie studios need to know now is like. If you're going to make another movie about another superhero, we know the origin. Like we know, like we don't need to see something like Guardians. Right, it was so obscure. Right, like, even comic book fans didn't know the origin. Right, I understand why you would need an origin story for something like that, even if it's for the first act. Right, like where do these characters come from? Batman, you don't need it. Superman, you don't need it. Right, Spider Man, you don't need it. Right, even the X Men to a point. Yeah, I think ah. man, I think the X Men should. Definitely be an HBO series. I believe, like, if they made that into, if they did what they did with X Men with Watchmen, like, or what they did with Watchmen with X Men, yeah, a a TVMA drama slash action movie. Like, I want to see, I want to see a TV series about the X Men that takes place in uh, Xavier School. What's it called? Why am I playing? It's just Xavier School. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, and it's just like a whole ass semester, and like nothing happens for like a whole season. Not, not, not that nothing happens, but it's just like, like uh, Degrassi for like the first season, just to just to introduce you to the characters. You know, like just let's do the first season. Maybe like episode nine, like some shit starts to happen, and then season two is just like, all right, now we're gonna now we're gonna get into it. Like I've always been like the Logan. uh, Like it should be X Men Year One, and then like it'd be cool if like we went down like. One season's like them, like that's how the first season is introducing, and then the last episode it's where Logan is, where everything goes to shit because yeah, all the mutants are dying or whatever, right. and that's where the season ends. It's like what the fuck, and then it's like how did it get from here to there? Right. Yeah, yeah, like that would be cool, like, right? Whoa, like we're going to like what like, the fuck happened there? Like ten episodes, well produced, yeah. like. And then, like, the teaser at the end is, like, what the fuck just happened? Right. Yeah. And not only that, if you start with a TV show, you can recast the whole thing, right? Yeah. You can put people in that are are unknowns, 
pretty much, you right? You would have to. Well, you wouldn't. You, wouldn't. you would have to. At least, I would still cast James McAvoy as a Professor X. Because he's getting old enough to be the old. And, the for, old. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm like, that might work. Maybe even Fassbender as Magneto. I don't even know if I would include Magneto in there. Yeah. See, like, I think... I think adding him just adds, like, a little bit more... I think if they went the route of, like, an HBO show or, or an Amazon show or whatever, whatever studio is willing to pay for a great, well-produced X-Men story. Because I think the thing that... I think I hate about the X-Men movies is that they don't show the real... The re- like, uh, I think that's why I liked Unbreakable. Was it's like, he discovers powers, but he's learning how to discover them. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I always hated the X-Men movies because it's, like, like, Cyclops, like, oh, he shoots lasers. And then, like, two minutes or, like, ten minutes later, he learns how to aim his laser, and he knows how to use it now. Yeah. And it's like, no, anyone who does it, it would take him, like, a while. Years to man. Yeah. 10,000 hours, at least. Exactly. Welcome Gladwell, you know? Like, <laughs> you know? It's like, it wouldn't be, that's not really yeah, yeah, yeah. to say, like, Oh, there would like, there would be book like that's that's world building right you you would need to show somebody like walking through an airport and looking at a book like that some you know mutant wrote about harnessing your powers and it's like one of Xavier's rivals or something like yeah. that where it's like you know it's like yeah this guy has a different method than you know Xavier but you know he's if you or you know there's just gonna there's gonna be there's so many facets of of where you can go in a world of uh, mutants we, we could add like a holistic. Like right, a, right, right. Like a guru, right, you, you know, know like, like, like there's a, there's definitely the, the, the mutant, like there's definitely different cults of mutants, you know, and different, you know, or then that, like, think about all the normal people that like would wish to be mutants, you know, like the, that's why they're mad. That's they're not, come in too. right. Yeah. They're not, they're not. No, what? Maybe later in the season, Deadpool. Yeah. Deadpool's the one you bring in when, you know, it's like. I, I think if you were to make a series like like we're talking about, you can't have that over the top character. Not until later, at least. It would need to be. And if you were to do a character like that, you would have to introduce him in a way that's not yeah. over the top. Like, it would have to be subtle. I think it would have to be like Tyler Durden and you know Fight Club. You just have to like.